Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Regroup Hour. It's wonderful to have you here, and I hope you found somewhere that feels lovely to listen undisturbed. I'm Henny, and I'm fascinated by how building a bedrock of self-care enables deep and lasting change. The Regroup Hour is a regular time for some rest, reflection and relaxation, where I share experiences, knowledge and tools that help us develop clarity, calm and confidence so we can make and manage the changes that we seek. These are all things that have been useful for me personally in some way, and my guests are all people who have either played a part in my own change journey or who have experienced their own deep and lasting change. So it's a gentle hour-ish to take a step away from everything that's going on around you and simply join together with others, virtually through our live events or metaphorically through listening to these recorded sessions to explore what may be useful to you in times of change. It truly is an opportunity to regroup with others and with yourself and settle into whatever this time brings. I used to pride myself on my list making. In fact, I think I used to show off about how good I was at making lists. And I definitely have on many occasions recommended and guided others to do the same. Um, And in fact, for many years, would um, encourage people in my team, uh, people who were in other teams (laughs) reported sort of into my team, about how to how to manage their list and uh, how to manage their note taking. So actions at the front of the book, meeting notes at the back. And then as soon as the meeting's over, you move the actions from that meeting into the list at the front of your book as soon as possible with due dates and uh, status icons all in place. And and it was useful Um it was a, a great method and I, I stand by it to help order a cluttered mind. But my reflection now, as I look back on it, is that what it masked was a mind that was actually out of control and was trying desperately to create order out of chaos. And so this week's episode um, is all about to-do lists. It's all about what, where does the value lie in list making and how do we use that as a a means of recognising when it's part of our desire to create order because we're feeling as though things are out of control and when it's genuinely something which is serving us and enabling us to get things done. And and I suppose this is really a, a kind of meditation or a reflection on where some of these habitual patterns and, and behaviours that we can develop over the years where are they serving us and where are they not serving us? So there may be some analogies as you listen that you 
can relate to other aspects of your life. It might not purely be to do with to-do lists. Um, but for me, it it really resonated. And, and it's interesting, actually, when I was uh, thinking about the angles on this, I noticed that all of uh, this past week, this idea of action plans and to-do lists has been coming up a lot in client conversations as well. So um, so maybe there's something in it that resonates for you. I think one of my other reflections um, about the uh, my, my um, ability to uh, to be a great list maker um, was that for many years it was something that others really loved about the way that I worked as well and um, I think it gave them a sense of certainty that that I had things covered um, and that you know they could trust me because they could see that I would put it down on on the list and um, and in fact uh, one colleague um, you know I, I know that he uh, he particularly loved seeing my my A4 notebook um, and how ordered it was. It, um, he, he found it sort of sweetly amusing, but also um, impressive in many ways. So I, my reflection here really is, I wonder what that says about where I was at the time. Um, that need to to be so fiercely in control and what it says for all of us when we find ourselves frantically list making and I think perhaps it means that actually rather than simply adding more to our list perhaps it means it's time to actually take a breath and to reflect on what's really important, what really needs to get done, and what really actually needs to go onto the list. Certainly for myself, I think I, I added everything out of a, a kind of terrible fear that I was going to forget something and perhaps wasn't always so adept at recognising where the priorities really lay or at recognising the stuff that really didn't need to happen at all. So that a classic approach here is um, to consider what to start, what to stop, what to continue and what to adapt. It was actually that's actually something that I mentioned on uh, last week's podcast as well around sleep. Um, And it's a really useful technique and you know, it, it's, it can serve us very well to, to consider things in that way. But my thought is that without taking time to, to really stop and to really consider what is needed um, when we're feeling that sense of overwhelm, or that sense of like there's so much to be done, then even doing that task of start, stop, continue, adapt can be very light touch and we can find ourselves sort of rushing through it. 
So something here is that the making of a list can become the goal in itself. And it might be a little moment just to have a check in with yourself to see, does that resonate with you? And I've worked with people uh, for whom coloured pens, stickers, post-its and uh, and I've been one of those people as well, um, where they've become the end in itself rather than the means to an end. So there's a great book uh, called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I'll, I'll include a note in the um, episode notes. But one of the things that he says in the book is your brain is a reward detector. As you go about your life, your sensory nervous system is continuously monitoring which actions satisfy your desires and deliver pleasure. Feelings of pleasure and disappointment are part of the feedback mechanism that helps your brain distinguish useful actions from useless ones. Rewards close the feedback loop and complete the habit cycle. So if the list making triggers a reward response in you, then that can become the end in itself. And what's on the list loses its intensity and its motivating power to actually drive us into action. And you can see that in the same way with, um, I don't know, if somebody buys like a running machine um, because they've decided that they need to get fit, but they never actually use the running machine because their brain need their brain's need to um, take action in order to move toward getting fitter has been satisfied by the other action of spending money and and buying the running machine and so it's almost as though we have a little tick box of that mental list and uh, and it feels like it's already done so even the act of making the list can kind of fool us into being less motivated to action the things that we are writing down that we need to do. So they're often um, touted as being a really great skill. And actually, it's interesting as well, because how often they can become merely a pile of shoulds rather than a truly useful aid to our to our day or our week or or our life and one observation here from a a client from a few years ago was um, his realization that he had become so attached to an old list that he had made when he first took redundancy that even the rewarding nourishing things that he'd included on this list of things that he wanted to achieve while while he was taking a break from work had become burdens because the list had started to feature so sort of big in his world that 
when he wasn't um, kind of delivering against what it was demanding of him, he then felt dissatisfied and uncomfortable with where he was at. So while they can be really useful, um, they give us a sense of creating control. And so I think the opportunity here is really to see why that sense of control is actually needed in the first place. And, and that's the deeper work. So there's a feeling of overwhelm that can accompany frantic or excessive or extreme uh, list making. And, and it may not even be the feeling of overwhelm. It could be the fear of feeling overwhelm. Um, and it may, in fact, be sometimes that actually we have too many options uh, laid out in front of us, too many things sitting on our list that actually um, reduce our ability to, to see the wood for the trees um, or to see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, if the list is never ending, it becomes a very burdensome thing. Um, and one of my reflections about myself now is that I've realised that since I've become much clearer about what I'm doing, as in my purpose and and how to get there, that for now, right now, um, this may change and, and that's okay, but right now, I'm not using lists at all. Having been a, a really avid list maker and and at one point, actually, I had a wall of post-it notes um, that I now see was really a way of distracting myself from actually getting the stuff done. Um, it's interesting, actually, today, um, my husband was talking about when um, when he was studying for his A-levels and things that he used to distract himself. And one of the things was writing um, revision plans endlessly uh, rather than actually doing the revision. And, and my sense is that sometimes list making can be a little bit like that. So there's something here um, around the fact that our brain can't distinguish between what's real and what's imagined. And it's one of the reasons why dreams are so weird, um, so that we don't get them muddled up with actual memory. And when we write something down that we're meaning to do, it can act almost as a false memory. So part of us believes it's already done and therefore the motivation to it dissipates, like I was saying about that, that, um, that James Clear um, quote. Um, so we get like a sense of relief when we see that it's on the list. And if any of this resonates, if you're a list writer, that uh, that sense of relief of when you actually add something to the list, um, let me know if that resonates with you because that, that's quite a visceral thing for me. Um, so it's like we, we can almost kind of fool ourselves into getting a little bit of that, um, that sensation of, uh, 
that it's you know that it's done you know there's one of the things I used to think was that there was nothing more enjoyable than than ticking something off my list and in fact I'd even add things to my list that I'd already done in order to get the satisfaction of ticking it off so I get double whammy I get it on the list and I get to tick it off it's really I think this is a very interesting area um for noticing when stuff is getting on top of us actually it feels like it's a a lovely check-in point with ourselves so they're clearly useful as a memory aid but I wonder whether there are opportunities here to try some different approaches and that that would definitely be something um it's definitely something that I talked uh, with that particular client that I mentioned uh, about to to try some different approaches rather than um having everything actually on the list then one action one opportunity is just to block time out in your diary um to do the thing so that you know when it's going to happen when it needs to happen by and and clearly you can still move things around when it's a digital diary you can move things around but at least then you have sight of what it is and can see how much time it actually needs because one of the other challenges here around how to actually manage our time which is kind of tied up with this whole topic really is that Sometimes the things that we have on our list can feel like they're a great weight and they end up looming much larger than necessary and so we can end up procrastinating. Or we can kind of put ourselves into a bit of denial and really underestimate how long something is going to take and then it takes much longer than expected. So... So there are some things here around what's actually on the list. Does it need to be there? Does it really need to be done? And how realistic are we being about how we're going to actually achieve it? Um, so we can find ourselves sort of subconsciously not giving important tasks or necessary actions the required consideration um and and i think that as with so much of this work I mean, so much of this work all of this work this work of self awareness is bringing that self compassion to how we approach things and giving ourselves the time to reflect on what we're doing, why we're doing it, and how we're doing it. So the what, why, how, and then the choice about what do we want to do with the observation that we've made. And therefore, simplifying wherever possible and being really clear with ourselves on what can realistically be done both by 
us, ourselves, and also where we need to get support. So I know that was also something that I would find myself doing is things would sit on my list and I they just get kind of rolled on um, if I didn't want to admit that I didn't know how to do something and it would just stay on the list um, and because I, I would struggle um, perhaps sometimes to to ask for help so there's another there's another thing here as well um kind of connected point which has uh, just come to me which is i i also have a very very strong sense that i don't want to be put on someone else's list and in that sense i mean that Sometimes we carry these internal lists of shoulds, musts, needs, guilt. And I I don't want I don't want people to be feeling guilty about um about anything to do with me. So being clear about what it is we need to get done, like right now. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Jot it down. Or even when you're looking into a, you know, a complex project, then make a plan. But I think the watch out really is in noticing where those spiralling, never-ending, always-being-added-to lists can arise. And just having a little check-in with yourself and seeing if that's something that you've got going on, in which case, stepping back, taking a breath and just seeing if that really is the most useful way for you to manage your tasks and also manage your time and also manage your energy and your attention. So (laughs) it's been a bit of a meandering (laughs) wander through through the world of list making. Who knew there were so many angles to it? Um, And I... Yeah, I hope you found something useful there. Um, and if you're not someone who who makes lists, then I'd be curious to see whether it's flagged any thoughts for you, actually. Um, because I definitely... I used to pity people who didn't make lists. And now, now I'm... Now I'm curious about how it feels to be someone who doesn't. Um, so clearly, uh, clearly it is possible to um, to experience both. Um, so there we go. So thank you for listening as ever. And thank you so much to Angus for his beautiful music and for his production. And I send you a hug and a wave.